0: Welcome to the Directing Animation Livecast with Scott Weiser. Just one week before episode 23, when I unleashed 10 feature film pitches into the world, I partnered with Space Station Animation as a director on exciting original projects. This will open up even more opportunities on this show to explore the art of directing animation and the pursuit of telling deeply meaningful stories. Speaking of Space Station Animation. Today, I have with me Nathan Riddle, my partner in crime. He is the producer at Space Station Animation, and I am the director as of a month ago. (laughs) So it's wonderful. We actually have a person-in-person interview, so that's going to be great. And just a little bit about Nathan. He's always wanted to start an animation studio, and he was going through layoffs at a company he's been at for 16 years, which is pretty legendary in the animation industry. That's a long time. And... You know, he's he's searching spiritually, and he just had this strong feeling he was going to start an animation studio, and he hardly had to try when he got a call from Shonduras. Shonduras is a YouTube influencer. He's got a massive audience, and he's just an amazing person to work with, and we're taking a lot of his videos and shortening them and making them into animated an animated series. Let's talk about, just to start out, and this may go wild, you know, who knows how this is going to be, but... Uh, what what did you what was your feeling when you know you'd been on there a week his first day he gives this big presentation to the whole company about the future of the animation studio it's his first day and then a week later all of a sudden they bring in this other guy who's going to be the partner in running the the animation studio what what was that experience like
1: well the, the whole experience of just getting started because it was it was just the first day, the first week of, of here, let's start an animation studio. And I did, I really didn't know what to expect or where it was going. I yeah. had a lot of ideas that I wanted to accomplish yeah. prior to this. And, and, and Sean was giving me the opportunity to jump in. And it was interesting because a day or two before you came into the office for an interview. Oh, this is something I didn't um, know about. This. Yeah. Well, well, I was, I was actually, um, searching the internet, looking for some different things and actually stumbled across your podcast. Oh yeah, and and was uh, watched uh, one of your podcasts where you were interviewing somebody. It was the Jeff Bell
0: tangent animation.
1: That's right. Think, that's yeah. right. So I didn't know about this. Yep. Yeah. And so and so yeah. So I would watched that and I'm like, oh, Scott Weiser directing animation. Oh, that's cool. And didn't think anything of it. Continued searching around, and then the next day, Jordan and Sean were talking to me, and they're like, oh yeah, we've been talking to Scott Weiser. and I'm like, what does that sound familiar to me? <laughs> and and then they brought you in for the interview
0: yeah
1: and 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 at first when they when they first brought me on they're like here start an animation studio And i'm like okay this okay. is this is so, a lot going on yeah. well what are all the pieces we need in place and so when they brought you on and and, and you're obviously wanting to be a director mm-hmm. and, and to direct things and so we had a great conversation about where our roles would would find and and really it fit right in with where i wanted to be more on the producer side, building a studio, doing the, the kind of the technical stuff, the, the producing stuff and letting you jump in and be able to direct the art, direct the animation and and have a creative vision for everything. Um, really, particularly the day after I, I, you know, after pondering about everything, woke up and I'm like, oh yeah, this is a perfect combination. You know what I mean? Because as you're putting pieces together, you need people that have, great strengths mm-hmm. in all the different areas of production. And, and one person just can't do it all. And that's something that I've learned over the years. I've tried to do everything myself and learned that I can't, that I need people that I trust people that are able to work well with me, you know, have, right, yeah, have a yeah. good attitude. And <laughs> I, mean, I think we hit it off
0: really well that first day. Yeah, I was so surprised. Yeah. yeah. And the Duras and Jordan were really worried about, you know, the, we put the two guys in the room together. They, you know, they have all the strength, you know, so Who's going to, who's going to, are they going to battle it out? Like what's going to happen? And we just instantly just shifted into our roles and it was just remarkable. I I didn't imagine it would happen that quickly and that, that painlessly.
1: Yeah, no, it was, it was actually pretty amazing. And, and I had been there a week. Yeah. And so. Things were still so new anyway, and everything was still fluid. And I was still trying to figure out, well, what does Shonduras want? What, you know, how, how is this really going to work? What is the project really? What are these stories that we're telling? So I was just still in exploration mode. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to be able to have a, a partner come on that has your skill set. Yeah. Right. Um, was such a, a burden off my shoulder. You know, that first week, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is got to be humongous.
0: How am going to organize this and critique the animation <laughs> and, do and build this other thing and do that. <laughs> and, and,
1: and, and, and so yeah. it, it was a little bit overwhelming at first. And so, yeah. you know, obviously when 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 they first brought you in mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to bring in this guy. My first, My, my initial first thought was, what, what are we doing? <laughs> you know, so, and so, yeah, what, what? Yeah, you know, I, you know I, was, yeah, I was still just trying to figure it out, but yeah, yeah. B- being a, just a weekend to be able to, to meet you and to be able to have some, you know, somebody that I gelled with really well. Hmm. And, and, and again, you know, the, the background, you know, and already knowing some of your background ahead of time, I like, yeah. okay, yeah, I think we can do some really cool stuff.
0: Yeah. And you made me cry. Oh almost close, close. <laughs> he got a tear right there, but it didn't fall. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. I mean, I've worked so hard and this has been such an interesting journey to, you know, into animation was an interesting journey, out of animation, into directing, and then back into animation, and then more directing. Like all of this stuff has been so up and down and I've been trying to get my own feature films off the ground for several years and to have a directing opportunity that I mean original content, that I'm not just doing something that's derivative of something else. Although this is Technically, derivative, but we're doing it with the family who created it, so it's right. really great. And then you said, "I've had a feeling last night, just this inspiration. I'm going to unleash Scott." <laughs> and I remember just like, "Holy cow! Who says that? Yeah. Who says I'm going to I'm going to shelve my agenda you know, <laughs> to help somebody else?" And and that was really a remarkable moment. Well, and, and
1: and and that was within a couple of days after the, the they first brought you on, and 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 I was just spending a lot of time. You know, really pondering about okay, how yeah, how is this relationship going to work? What what are the roles? What are the you know how how does everything fit? And you know, and starting something new like we're doing, you know, everything mm-hmm. was was on the table. How does everything work? And and just you know, reviewing your stuff and 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 looking at your skill set, looking at my skill set, where I wanted to go, and and different things, and I and I did. I had this. It was it was like a voice in the back of my head that says you need to unleash Scott. And I'm like, at first, I'm like, "Well, what does that mean?" You know, <laughs> I'm but, still trying to figure out. What <laughs> it, but, it, but, but, it, but I think it's the, it, it it had to do with this relationship, right? Yeah, that, yeah. that it wasn't about you know, oh, well, we're going to arm wrestle over over who gets to do what, or, or, or you know, I, I, again, you know, I've got my own passion projects and things that I would like to see done. Sean Doris has, you know, his, here's what we're working on. You know, you've obviously got your ten pitches, and so you're doing mm-hmm. amazing stuff. And so for for me, I think it was a voice to say you're there to ensure that these things get made and and to really be a servant to the rest of the team and particularly you as you lead the direction and the and the director side of 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 space station animation yeah yeah and so that was kind of the the feeling that i got that you know kind of the you know to kind of really solidify that that relationship of, of how we'd be working together
0: yeah that's really cool. That's really cool. So let's talk about this production. Um, we we know that it's been revealed on on it was on Shondorus's channel, right? That yep. they had the family, they showed some of the animation, so we even know what the first episode is going to be like. Right. Several clips have been shown. Um, let's talk about like what happened before us at space station and how that was to to start to wrangle this into the things so we actually hit a deadline. And and then we'll talk about episode two after that, right? Like what we're learning about the transition from episode <laughs> one to episode two. And yeah.
1: Well, when, when I came on, the, there was a team of, of some modelers, an animator, and a few people there that have been working on making this transition of, of taking these videos for A for Adley and yeah. be able to transition them into 3D content. What What would it look like if what they were playing in the video's was what w- was in their heads while they were imagining it. Right. So if yeah. we're at pirate Island, what does pirate Sean look like? What does fairy Adley look like? Mm-hmm. And so they'd done a lot of work in building characters, building some environments and, and, and doing a lot of things, but, but it really was um, the blind leading the blind a little bit, yeah. you know, because, because Sean Duras, he's like, I want an animation yeah, studio. I'm going to start an animation studio, but he knew nothing about but it. He yeah, didn't, so. And, and, and so there were, you know, so he, he knew, Oh, I need these, Types of artists I need these yeah. types of things to, to be able to to create these things so he started assembling in a team and the thing that amazes me is the quality of the talent that he was able to acquire
0: yeah because that's true because yeah.
1: for for such a small team the concept art the storyboards the models you know the animation that had been done yeah really was Coming along nicely. It was just that it was more like herding cats.
0: Right? Yeah. It was more like like, how do we take all this amazingness and filter it into a deadline? You right. Know? right. Yeah, and, yeah. And actually get it done. Because
1: so they'd been working on it for eight or nine months. Yeah. And then they're, you know, when when uh, Sean called me and he says, Hey, I'm I'm looking for somebody that can do this. And I'm like, I've been wanting to do that. And <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. Um, he's like, Yeah, deadline for episode one is next month. And animation had, I think there was one and a half sequences that were done yeah. out of nine and in blender and in blender. And, and so they, we were switching to, switching a- to Maya, Maya yeah. trying to get, because you know, you get more animation opportunities with different animators. If you're in Maya <clears throat> and just working out that pipeline. And so it was just jumping in with both feet into a pool of cold water. It was just like, here we go. <laughs> yeah. and, and so, cool yeah. So, so, so I spent the first several weeks, just trying to get a grasp on everything, trying to get everybody organized and, and mostly just on paper, right? Just, okay, you do this, you do this, you know, and just trying to, you know, so that everybody had somebody to report to and making Mm -hmm. sure that we were, you know, hitting marks along the way. And, and that was a lot of work. And so when you jumped in to be able to sit, you know, make sure that the animations were being critiqued properly, that the, (laughs) that the the designs were being looked at, you know, the art direction and everything just made it so much easier for me when I was trying to, get episode one and, and we did, we hit the deadline. You, you, have you ever watched that uh, star Wars, I believe it was episode one where Anakin Skywalker's in the pod race. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And <laughs> just like, <laughs> and, the things and, 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 and and like <laughs> it falls apart. He just rolls across the finish line. Right. Just, you know, the, the, it just, yeah, that's the way I felt just coming into yeah. episode one. It'd be like, we're going to get there. And we just, hit the deadline. Parts are falling
0: apart as we go, but it's getting there. And then we were like episode two.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, there's there's some things that needed to be to be fixed.
0: And another reason for that is that you had this big idea, like it's going to take it's going to take at least fourteen days to render this first episode. Seven minutes—that's a lot of time of just like, yeah, buffer of like we finished the animation now we can release it like two weeks later still. So you you had this decision. They were wanting to to shift to Unreal Engine, which would render in real time. Right. They wanted to do it maybe by the end of the year or the beginning of the year, and you're like. No, let's do it episode three. No, let's do it episode two. <laughs> well, I could just I could
1: just see that yeah. you, you know because with particularly with YouTube animation the the key is speed because mm-hmm. we need to get episodes out fast. Yeah, and so we just don't have the time or the luxury to wait for rendering. Right, and so yeah, and, and and the rendering that's coming out of episode one is beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's great, but it's but it's it it it's it's hard. There's just a lot of little steps, and so. With with my experience, I've got, you know, 16 years in, in both cinema and games. I'm like, let's use game technology to speed this up. Mm-hmm. Let's let's jump into Unreal. Let's because then while the animation is going on, we can export layout and start laying out a sequence and start the edit mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. We can start, you know, and then as that the animation finishes up, we just export that in. We're able to be able to create all what's usually post-production concurrently with production. Yeah. And that speeds things up, so that we're able to get content out a lot faster. Now we're at the beginning of that pipeline. We've still got a lot of development to go, but <laughs> but we're we're on, yeah, we're on yeah. a good track.
0: We also had a situation where the the family loved the designs of the characters, but then we're like, Jenny's model could we make maybe make Jenny's model a little better? And we start opening this up and making the model better and amping up the appeal. And Jenny's like yeah, that looks really nice. What about Sean? You know? And so we go into Sean and now he's got little Flynn Rider vibes going on. You know, we adjust all these, these things with Sean. And then, and then we had our animation celebration meeting and Jenny's like, Atlee's face looks so flat in the first episode. Can we improve her face? I was like, we'll do that. Right. So we had all these meetings where we're just sitting there with the model and modeler and we're really making a lot of these tweaks to make it better. That means all the characters have to be re-rigged, which is, Needed to happen anyway because of the Unreal Engine. What what have you thought about that entire process? It has delayed things. Oh, and then we had this, we had this, I mean, just full transparency, we had this doctor's office that when Adley finally saw it, she's like, what is that? It looked like a playroom, but not a like an oversized playroom, but not a doctor's office. (laughs) And it's like, we need to change this. So, I mean, we've done a full massive redesign on that thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which
0: all these things have cost, you know, we have animators kind of sitting around, we're They're eating up money and that sort of thing We're we're keeping them busy, kind of improving episode one and and doing little things in that zone. But um, how how, has that process been? Well, you know,
1: at at the end of episode one, there were definitely some some questions about, you know, some of the levels of quality, things that we learned through the episode of being like, oh, this isn't working from a rigging standpoint. This isn't looking good when it's rendered this, you know, (laughs) it's okay, but it, it can be better. Right. Yeah. And, and so the first question, well, can we make these little tweaks? Oh yeah. We, you know, we've got a week right here between episodes. We can make those. And then now several weeks in yeah, you know, yeah. making all the changes, but I think they're changes for the better because they're, they're, they're making us better, mm-hmm. right? The quality of, of our production is going to be better. It's it's, yeah. it's it's going to communicate better to the audience. And so it was worth taking the time right now at the end of episode one to make those changes so that we're not five or six episodes in and saying, Oh yeah do we change it now? Because now it's established, right? Yeah, yeah. And so and so, making the those types of changes right now was, was actually really good. And also, yeah. even though the animators are kind of biting at the bit to get on to yeah, episode they're like, two. We want to start. Oh, we want to start the yeah, next yeah. one. But it's actually been really good because... It's a fun episode. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah. But it's actually given you a lot of opportunity to work with the animators, say, okay, we've gone through a, the fire together in episode one. What have we thought about style? What have we thought about you know, how we're working together. Yeah. And, and so you've worked with the animators. Oh, yeah. And to, you,
0: you bring up an excellent point. And you said that I, I came in and I started creating the animation properly. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll pull back a little bit, be a bit more transparent and, and talk about my mistake and then, and then how we handled that, which I think was great. So what happened there is I came in and I looked at all these animators and I thought, OK, we've got this style here, this style here, and this style here. And I thought, how can I start marrying these, these styles together? So I was assigned three shots that I started trying to bring those styles into one. And then I created tutorials on that. And I said, okay, here's how I'd like you to try animating, right? That was kind of a mistake because everybody has their own their own uh, workflow and it it caused some of the animators to really struggle a lot. And then they kind of, you, you came to me one day and you were like, it, you had a hard time telling me about it. <laughs> but you're like, it's not extremely negative, but there is a negative pushback where people are like, Does Scott think I have to animate like him? Right. And the thing I didn't communicate was like, I was trying to, I was just trying to bring them all together. I was trying to see what was strong about Miles Curtis and Anthony and bring that all together. Right. And so in our conversation, it was a great idea that came up that was like, how about we bring like create a cut of the best of the animation of episode one? And bring everybody in the room, and we'll talk about it. And then that will be a training video for future animators. They, we did that yesterday. And right. They really enjoyed it. Yeah. They really enjoyed the process, and it. They felt like they were owning the style, right? Which is is really what it's all about. Like director producer, but you you have a team of human beings who need to feel like they have ownership in this thing. Absolutely.
1: So. Well, and and I think that's one of the cool things, particularly with this project, and and you being a director of animation is yeah. is. The, because they're small little episodes, yeah. There's great opportunity to, to learn, yeah, how to be a director, right? Right. You've done a lot of directing in a lot of different capacities, but not necessarily in a series, right?
0: Yeah, and I built I built the teams too. Right. Yeah. So this is coming in on a team that's eight months old. Right. And everybody like. There's one person who thought I was coming in to take their job. You know, there were other people who were like, who is this guy? And what are you doing? You're going to direct us? We've never had a director. (laughs) (laughs) We just, I mean, Sean, Sean Duras was the director, but something he said to me, is like, I just don't on everything else. He's felt like he could really communicate clearly and, and achieve the vision, but with animation, because it, it takes so much technical skill to learn. He's just, you know, he's felt overwhelmed and that's why he hired you and I.
1: That's right. So, yeah, that's right. And so, yeah, so it's, it's, first off, it's been fantastic. I've learned a ton. Yeah. You know, I know you've talked about how much you've learned and, and, and I think that's just making us stronger, right? Because episode two, we've taken some time to sharpen the saw to make sure that we're on task. You know, I, I I think you and I have a little more ownership over episode two because episode one was already in the pipe. It was already built. The design was already there. It's just like jump in and did we hit the schedule?
0: And oh man, I, I, can't wait for you to see episode one. Cause you with, if you have an animation, eye you will see the quality go like this, like from beginning to end. That's how the quality goes. It gets better and better and better as the time goes on. Yeah. And there's some shots that came out at the end that was just kind of blew our minds. We're like, yeah. How'd you do that that quickly? Right.
1: Right. And particularly with uh, yeah. the speed and the style that we were doing, which yeah. is, you know, very cartoony, very quick, very snappy. And, and in the amount of time, these guys were just cranking stuff oh, out. I, yeah, I'm really amazed that in one month we got that episode yeah. animated.
0: It was amazing. And the other thing was when certain people came on, the quality benchmark was Coco Melon. <laughs> yeah. But then like, then we we're like, well, look what that animator's doing. Like, Can't we do more stuff like that? He's doing it fast. You know? <laughs> and we're also having him create tutorials for the team. So just so everybody knows how everybody else is working. Uh, one of the reasons we're doing it this way is because we all work remotely, yeah. mostly, because during COVID, Space Station had to go remote and we still work in person sometimes now that covid is less of a strain in utah but it's still it's still mostly remote
1: yeah we got people all over the country from from new york to texas to but but we're everywhere, and and then strewn all over Utah, we're we really are everywhere. And 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 those yeah. that are local, we try to get together at least once a week or every couple of weeks to be able to have that in person connection because I think there is a lot of synergy that happens when, when we're together versus yeah. headphones. I think there is something kind of powerful there. So
0: there is there is, and we actually technically don't have a space the space space station. That's kind of funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's constantly expanding. It it's is like space, you know. We have an area where we know we're going to be, but there's another group in that area, and they've now – they're purchasing up a strip mall, yep. like one unit at, a, at yep. a time, and then knocking holes in it and putting a space portal in. It's an amazing it's workplace. Really cool. There's an adult-sized slide, electric <laughs> bikes. There's a secret room with all these cool treats that a space station is invested in, and you it's know, just – Someday, someday, we should, you do a do tour. A, we should do a tour. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. If we should have done that, well, maybe during the, because in two episodes from now, it's going to be Shonduras. Oh, so. Maybe we just like have it pre-recorded and And play it. That'll be right. Yeah. You guys
1: want to see the space
0: station. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) It's one of the most amazing things about it, though, is the people. The the happiness at this company is just so healthy. Yeah. You know, I've barely, I've been there a month and I barely started to see where the grievances are, like where people have issues. But these issues are like, I can deal with it, you know, because all this other good stuff is going on and I'm figuring it out as I go. And so, yeah, it's a rare, rare type of place. Oh yeah.
1: Well, and it's, and especially with Sean Doris, because he, Mm -hmm. he inspires me so much. I don't know how he has time to do everything that he does, but he just comes in so excited. Yeah, He's just always got great ideas and such great vision. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's inspired me to, to push what I do, yeah you know and 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 really, again, like I said in the beginning i I feel like i'm I'm kind of a a steward, a helper, a servant of this project, and he's inspired me so much that I just feel that I'm just like, whatever you need sean i'm I'm here to make your your project a reality
0: because I yeah. see how much passion he has, and I want to add that yeah. same
1: level of passion and have it
0: rub off too. Yeah. Like I watch the videos of how he plays with Adley and A for Adley, I'm like, oh, I could be a better dad, couldn't I? Right. <laughs> I could play more with my kids, couldn't I? And you know, I wasn't doing too terribly, but just watching it, and I know it's it happens in front of an audience and it's planned and all that stuff, but it's still very inspiring. Yeah. And and that that's another thing we're part of something really cool. Yeah. There's a lot of kind of what is sometimes termed as cringy content on on YouTube right. for kids, and you know, he's always has an emphasis on a really good message. Uh, he he realizes that there are a lot of fatherless children out there who watch his show and he's kind of the father figure for them. So right. he takes a lot of that responsibility upon himself. It's great to have that kind of content to then take this 24 minute episode and crunch it down into a seven minute episode and still maintain that essence of like, people are still going to kind of realize this is a daughter playing with her father. Right. You
1: know? Right. And, Absolutely. It's, and her mother
0: and her brother. Absolutely. And, her stuff,
1: yeah. and it's, and it's really just so fun to be, like you say, to be a part of that culture and to be able to be a part of sharing that message. Because um, I because I know Sean Doris, he's he's mentioned that several times. He just wants to make a positive difference in the world. Yeah, And I want to make a positive difference in the world. And you want to make a positive difference in the world. Definitely. And we're here someplace where we can make a positive difference. And I think that's, for me, the difference between me going out and starting my own studio and trying to struggle to do whatever right, and yeah. just jumping into someplace that's already doing it. And, and enabling me to do that out of the gate, enabling yeah. you to do that out
0: of the gate. Well, it's not going to just be a for Adley either, right? Like with somebody like Sean Duris, he's like, I've got all these ideas. <laughs> he, he drops these these root beer bombs on us every day. Which a root beer bomb, just so you know, is a bomb that when it explodes, giggles come out of it. <laughs> so um, he has another one to share with us that I, I was just telling Nathan about. Who knows what it is? I have no idea. I'm He's excited. like, I've got a root beer bomb, but I've got this meeting. <laughs> so I've oh, got to go, go to this <laughs> meeting. <laughs> okay. Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: There's so much good stuff going yeah. on. And, and I'm, excited to, I'm excited for what the future holds. Yeah. And everybody asks, oh, how's your new job? And I'm like, I couldn't have asked for anything better. Yeah. You know what I mean? And be, be, because of that, because of the root beer bombs, because of, if, of the opportunities that lie before us yeah. and, and, and the vision that lies before us.
0: Well, we've also discussed, you know, you have shows on Netflix that get you know maybe half the views of one of the episodes of A for Adley you know and it's like my goodness they put so much work and money into this thing and you're not getting a ton of views and I know that the the uh subscription pays for that but I think as a creator you want your work to be seen yeah you know and I I do think that creators like Sean Doris really have kind of their finger or their pulse on what the future of distribution is I think the distribution model of of entertainment is a little broken right now and we're trying to figure it out. And with this artist run economy, it's becoming even more so a question like how are we actually going to move forward in this? Right. I mean, being at a place like Space Station has really opened my mind. And this live cast, I've, you know, I've had several different interviews that now I'm starting to see how all these pieces fit together. Right. You know, we talked about how my one of my feature films nearly funded like a week after I released that episode, that 10 feature film pitch episode, and uh it didn't quite work out, but that doesn't mean the project's dead. Like it's very much alive. And like having all these directing experiences just has just been amazing. And having a partner like you who, who's like, who's willing to tell me kind of something that's hard to tell somebody, you know, like here's a blind spot, Scott. You we we need to be better, you know. <laughs> And well, and, and you did it so well too. Well, and I, it I, wasn't even a lecture type of thing. Well, like, and I hope so. This is so. just what I've seen. That's, you know, yeah. and, and and that's where I,
1: I guess where our personalities jive is, is, is I really look at things from, from being friends first. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, and, and, that's, and, and it all comes from, you know, from a place of really caring. Yeah. And I, and I think that's what happens at the space station is people really care about each other. Yeah. And that's why it jives. And, and, and that's one thing that I've taken. That's one thing I've always tried to do is, is be like, okay paperwork aside I can't let the paperwork or the the pipeline or the deadline be more important than the people yeah right it's you know if there's something to talk about when you talk about it but we need to do it with love and kindness and yeah, yeah. And, and, and to to empower each other right it's about empowerment because right the more empowered everybody is the better work they're going to produce
0: yeah and the less I have to do <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> well and then they have ownership over it. like absolutely they, you know we're building we're all building this studio everybody from I was going to say the least of the team, but I'm trying to think of who would be the least of the team. Everybody's really, if there's a lack of experience and skill, they make up for it with their enthusiasm for getting in and just making things happen and figuring it out that, you know, that's kind of crucial. Sometimes you get people who are like, this is the way I've always done it. And I'm only going to do it this way. We don't have anybody like that on the team, which is remarkable. Yeah.
1: It's it's amazing. It goes back to what I said before. I don't know how Sean was able to pull this team together
0: I mean, we kind we kind of know how. So, you know, space station is just a remarkable place. Yeah. If you if they make a post on LinkedIn saying we're looking for this kind of a person, they get all these comments. Like everybody kind of wants to be part of what the space station is doing because there's just such an amazing energy right. there. Well, and and,
1: and and Sean's also also got a really a, he's got a, a dial on people's because because really most of the people on our team yeah aren't terribly experienced yeah. Right? They're they're just so talented and hungry.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, talented and hungry. And, and like...
1: Sean Doris was able to recognize that over somebody who maybe, like you say, had a lot of experience but was stuck in their groove. Oh, right? yeah. Well, they
0: even talked about – they were like looking for somebody who's like Pixar, this director from Pixar, or this director from Disney. And, and <laughs> we're glad we found you guys. <laughs> I know. Here's <laughs> you know, a couple of noobs. Well, <laughs> not even noobs. Like, we've been working for years right. to get this stuff going. You know, and it just, the right opportunity hasn't yeah. opened up. But I always think of, um, who composed the Nutcracker? Oh, Tchaikovsky. Yeah. So if you look at the documentary behind Tchaikovsky, an interesting thing about him, and I, I kept thinking about this throughout my career, Keep I keep meeting these really big obstacles and they're really tough. And I was on the Bancroft Brothers podcast last night. And one thing I was glad he said, he's like, nothing stops you, Scott. I was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm glad like that's becoming my brand. Right. Because... I had to keep reminding myself, well, Tchaikovsky, when he was a little boy, his nanny locked the piano because he was playing the piano all the time. And then he would wake up in the middle of the night when he couldn't play the piano as much. And he'd be like, the music, the music stuck in my head. And he was frustrated. And so they thought, this is a problem. We need to shut off the music. And so for years, Tchaikovsky wasn't able to touch the music. Interesting he was like blocked from it. Right. And he becomes a lawyer or something. I can't remember exactly what the career was, but he's on this boat and meets this composer and he's like, Oh, like, how do you do what you do? And he he asks him and he's like, the composer's like, well, you have to be able to take one thing and write 30, like hundreds of variations, or maybe it was like 20 variations or something. So he spends all night writing, writing 30 variations (laughs) and they were amazing variations. And it's just like, this guy was held back from doing what he wanted to do for so long that when he got the opportunity, he was so hungry, you know, and I think that 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 is a big component for creating something like what we're trying to create, which is pretty groundbreaking.
1: Yeah. I I totally agree. Yeah. We're, we're jumping in with, with both feet. We're, we're looking at, you know, new emerging technology that's just making stuff so much easier to create and we're creating it for an audience that you'd mentioned earlier about, you know, there's so much cringy content out there. (laughs) We're trying to create content that, that fills a need for, for these young kids that parents can look at and be like, okay, I, I can feel comfortable with my kids watching this yeah. because it's got a good message. It's fun. It, it doesn't have any weirdness in it that I have to worry about,
0: yeah.
1: you know? And so, and so, yeah, we're, we're just pushing the bounds guys.
0: We're just pushing, <laughs> pushing the, the boundaries. Definitely. <laughs> so let's talk about, I know you gave a speech when on your first day of space station, how has that changed? Where do you see the future of space station animation?
1: Um so yeah, my first oh that's a story in itself. My, you know, when you start someplace and then Sean's like, oh well, let's we're having a big get together of all the heads of all the companies under the Sean brand. Hey, currently and
0: yeah.
1: and everybody go in a room and write down what your plan is for the future. And I'm like, first day. I don't I'm I, what? <laughs> I'm still wrapping my head around getting the forms filled out. And <laughs> And so and so I go in there and I'm like, well, what? And 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 it was fairly high level. If yeah, it was you know it, yeah. it, but but it was about just purely bringing joy to viewers and yeah. providing content that that matters. Mm-hmm. And 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 as far as that goes, I don't think my vision's changed. As far you know, now what that looks like has changed, as we've talked with with Sean Doris and and the other team members of of what can this A for Adley cartoon look like? What do all the little spin-offs related to it look like? What are other IPs? And I think it's, it's taken what, what my very first day, my presentation of, of, Hey, I want to make content that matters. And now I'm seeing the content that matters starting yeah. to formulate. And that's it. super exciting for me to be able to say, okay, you know, where my heart wanted to lead me, I can already see the steps taking us there. Mm-hmm. And, and it, I, I I don't know if the word empowering is is awesome, but but to be able to see that and to have Sean Doris have so much faith in us to be able to make that happen, I just get so excited to go to work every day. Yeah, you know because because we are we're 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 at the beginning. We're you know we're still trying to finish rendering episode one. You know there's still <sighs> some roads and roads <laughs> to go, but yeah. but the path is clear. We know where we're going, mm-hmm. and we know we know the difference we're going to make. Yeah, you know, and 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 so I. I I don't know if that completely answered your question. Maybe it walked around in a circle, but I, but I, but I think that having content that matters yeah, that makes a difference and, and makes a positive impact in the world without being preachy, without being, you know, you can start right where you are just being a, a, a better dad, a better mom, a, yeah, better, yeah. a better sibling.
0: Right. I, I commented to Sean pretty early on that. Uh, I, I was glad that there wasn't like a lot of political spin and like all this stuff that you see in a lot of companies nowadays and he's like yep we don't share opinions just positivity yeah that was that was the direct quote and i was like i want to work with this guy yeah you know yeah i think that was like two or three days in right yeah Yeah. and it was just it was awesome so man we've covered so much ground there's a lot is there anything you want to talk about like you, you just covered it so quickly. I have, I usually have like more material planned. <laughs> well, there's a the thing. And I do have one more question for you, but that's the Get Wires moment, and that happens in five minutes. So, in five minutes. All yeah, right. So, um, do you have any questions for me? <laughs> well, we've chatted quite a bit. Um, yeah. We had this long conversation before this. Yeah. Meeting, just of different things. That, yeah. Um, that we're
1: strategies we're planning. At what point did you know you wanted to be a director versus just being an animator?
0: So that's a good question. I don't know if my audience knows this. I maybe have kind of mentioned it, but I grew up wanting to write Broadway musicals, make movies, write books, like make video games. Like I had, I had all these ideas, and I would run around the basement, like hopping along the furniture. And my mom was like, "Does my kid have autism?" Which like, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Maybe I'm a bit on the spectrum, but um, I'm sure we're all somewhere on there, right? Yeah and I was making sound effects and all this stuff. I had a couple cartoon series in my head
1: that you were just acting.
0: Yeah. Out. One was called rainbow Rose. So there was a female protagonist. <laughs> You'll notice this in all my work. Like There's all this, there's kind of a crossover between male and female protagonists. Right. And there was one called power of the world. He was a male protagonist. And I needed those two different series to kind of explore femininity in life and masculinity in life. Right. I guess maybe that's what I was trying to do. Sort out like here's mom and here's dad. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but uh, then um, sometimes they would meet too, like right. sometimes you know how you have in some series you'll have crossovers, oh, yeah, like supergirl will go talk to the the speed or, right. or whatever, and uh yeah, I, that would happen too sometimes like the stories would cross right. over, but I kept them very, very separate, and then I was always directing um I was always directing my neighborhood kids to do plays, oh, so okay. I'd come up with this this play or that's how my play like my how I would play. So I'd be like, okay, here's the bridge, and we're crossing the lava. And, <laughs> and then you have this emotional moment where you remember when your dad died in the lava. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you, you bend it. Like, I was even directing, like, their movements. <laughs> and I, my cousin says there was one point that they were just playing her and her friend. And, and she's, I came up to them, and I was like, I just turned you into a lizard, and you're not crawling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're not crawling. Why aren't you? Oh, that's funny. come on. Don't get with, the, get with the program. You're part of the play. <laughs> you know. And so, yeah, growing up, I was always and the only place I knew to outlet this was theater. Right. And the cool thing is I, I did a lot of choreography in theater because I wanted to be part of every component. Right. So I'm like when I was planning the dance moves and where people moved, I had a camera in my mind moving through the stage, even though the stage was like just right. staying put. Yeah. So just for years, I didn't even know what animation was. It wasn't until high school that my commercial art teacher had this because I, I loved to draw and to do theater. Right. I, I, but I thought I would do theater right. because I thought that was the outlet. Right. And uh, he had this magazine that had For the Birds on it mm-hmm. and talking about the new technology. It, it might have been CG magazine, CG World or something. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I have this piece of software. It was, I can't even remember what it was called. It might've been the oldest version of cinema 4D or something. Right? <laughs> he's like, here's this book. It's this thick. And he's like, maybe you can figure out how to use the program. And I went home and read that whole book. Wow. And I created a little animation of a rocket kind of going out and grabbing this. You no, know, it was a light bulb jumps out of a thing and then pulls out a rocket and flies out the window. But I still thought I was going to do musical theater as was musical theater in college and that sort of thing. And a uh, musical theater major. And then, yeah, I, I, my dad said one day you'd be good at that Pixar stuff. And the more I looked at it, the more I loved it, but I did always picture myself as a director, like always. Right. And then I was told, no, no, you have to find one of the jobs and get in the trenches and work in the trenches. Then you work your way up. And I was even told at one point, like, don't tell anybody you want to be a director. <laughs> really? Cause people will roll their eyes at you. Cause they're like, I oh. generally people think you'll never make it or you don't have the tenacity or, okay. um, you don't really know what you're asking for. Right. And actually I start, I have started to think that with some people, cause I know the journey I've been on. And I'm like, right. do you really want that much pain? <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs> or do you actually just want to be an animator? Because you know, there are different, there are different pros and cons of each right. job within the animation. Absolutely. Um, but doing it, I do think this is the right zone for me. Yeah. It just, it feels really great. And you know, I, I, I get to animate and draw every once in a while, but I do love taking an artist and helping them push themselves further right. without realizing they're being pushed too much, you know? Yeah. Maybe a little bit of pain, but not too much. <laughs> so, right yeah, right on. That's awesome. Yeah. So my question for you, this is the last white get wiser moment segment. We always do. Okay. The question is, if my goal is to get the highest concentration of truth into a story, what approach do you think is the best? That's
1: deep. If you want to get the That's highest, question. <laughs> highest concentration of truth in a story? Yeah. Gosh, for me, I think it's just not overthinking it. That's interesting. I think that I think that as as we tell stories, they're already to some extent coming from a place of truth, even if it's just fantastic and it's full of lies mm-hmm. and it's whatever. <laughs> it's st- it's still coming from something that we internally need Mm -hmm. right and so part of my journey is similar to yours is is coming up through theater Mm -hmm. and and doing a lot of acting and whatnot and there were those that were just so concerned about every moment being truthful yeah that they just overthought everything to the Mm. point that it wasn't truthful anymore because it was overthought where Mm. where my, my style was a little bit more evolutionary as the scene evolved and I started being like, Oh, well, you said that that way. Is that because I'm mad at you or not mad at you or, 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 or whatever. And then I realized, Oh, I can affect how you say that by how I say something. Mm -hmm. And so, and so then I just tried to organically let the truth kind of find itself.
0: Mm. And, I, and so I, I your I answer know. is so much different than everybody else's. Yeah. And so, and so I, I,
1: well, I, I've got a lot of different answers than most people, but, uh <laughs> but, but I, but I think truth already yeah. exists within every story and within every person. Right. And, and it's just a matter of, for me, just letting that, that truth organically find itself. And then you'll discover, Oh, look at that. There was something there. And people have come up to me when, you know, when I've told a story or done a performance or we, Oh man, that was so deep. How did you get there? And I'm like, well, I just, Float with just it. went there. I just, we just went with it.
0: Okay, you've opened a can of worms. <laughs> I don't usually, I don't usually interject my opinion into this. Um, sometimes I do, just a little bit here yeah. and there. But um, the only place, the only place, like every, I agree with everything you said, except for one little place. Uh-huh. I think the truth. I think one thing that we're getting wrong nowadays is that we think the truth resides in a single person. So it's like your truth, sure, my truth, that person's truth, right? I've begun to think of truth more as we have six to 7 billion people on this earth. Maybe it's eight. What number is it? It's huge. (laughs) Billions of people on this earth. And there is actually a common place where the experience of every single one of those people overlaps. I believe that's, and they call it maybe the collective unconscious Mm -hmm. or they call it, you know, this, but there that's, I think where it overlaps. And I do think that if you try too hard to get there, and this is what I like about what you're saying is that if you think too hard to get there, you're like, well, does it match this political ideology I have, or this right. religious belief I have, or this other thing I have? And and maybe your religious belief or your you maybe you're onto something with those things, you know, maybe there's some goodness in those things that you believe. But by just focusing just on those things and trying really hard to overthink that area, you might miss the opportunity to, to tap into the collective unconscious. Right. To say, like I listened to a psychologist one time who talked about, um, a famous writer. And he's like, he had the perfect writing style because this is what he did. He took what he thinks is the ideal. Right. And then he created somebody exactly the opposite and horrible and made them just as strong. Like this hero and this villain, like this, this villain was even stronger than the hero in the beginning. Right. And then this is the opportunity for the hero to grow by interacting, but he would let the church truth emerge from that. Right. That was the approach. And uh, I just love that. Yeah, I think it's so profound that like and and the same psychologist said that, uh, yeah, great artists don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. As they create it. Right. Um, But they do. I think what they do know is how to get their ego out of it. And how to let it flow and how to let it emerge. Right, right. Well, and 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 I, and I and I think we're talking about the same thing here. Yeah, we are. Absolutely. Where
1: where where uh, you know, as you overthink truth, I think that's how we're getting so many fragmented ideas, and we're trying yeah. to redefine everything. And
0: there's and most films, even the ones that I uh, people will say is kind of are kind of deep, I see them and I'm like, oh, this isn't deep. No, because this isn't Sunset Boulevard. This isn't It's a Wonderful Life. You know, right, right. Those films like really affect you and really change your life in in a way. Right, you know? because because they're
1: not. They're not trying to change the truth or to preach. Hey, I found this great new thing that I overthought, and now I'm trying to change. No, they yeah. they tapped into what what you called kind of that universal. <coughs> excuse me, Collective that, unconscious, that collective unconsciousness, which which I was just calling just truth. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, truth exists. We all know when we when we see a rock, what a rock is. Yeah, yeah, right. But if you start overthinking a rock, now the next thing you know. We're breaking it down to oh, what do we call this type of a particle and, and, and in the end, it's a rock, yeah, right that's what we all understand and 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 so letting the that that truth, the things that we that shared experience, the things that we all know to just come out that's when you touch people because I'm not there to tell you what a rock is yeah, I'm not there to lecture to you
0: right or to say i ha- I have the right political ideology, I'm going to tell you what that political right is. no, you just you need to live the way I think you need to live right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. So. It, it's. It's just letting. Letting. And. 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 I guess maybe another term for that is just being honest. Yeah. Just letting honesty flow, rather than trying to. Because everybody thinks nowadays that they're so unfulfilled if they didn't change the world somehow. Yeah. And it's like so everybody's out there trying to prove that that they've got a, a worldview that's better and come listen. Yeah. To me, yeah. Where it's like, well,
0: yeah, we want to be we want to be the hero, right? Right. It's yeah. like, we want to be the one to be the champion for this cause or this cause. And I think sometimes you actually in the act of drawing too much attention to yourself, you're actually hurting those that you're trying to protect. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. because it's all about you. Right? right. And I think that's another thing. It's like, again, you have to get out of the way yeah. a little bit. Yep. You need to kind of, you need to let it flow. I just love that answer. Yep. Thank you so much. Yeah. Nathan. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for being on the show. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, if, do you have a certain place you'd like people to follow you or would you like to just have them follow us on? We do have a space station animation Instagram, but it's not uh, quite working yet. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't know that there's much of a post. I've got a there, but... username and a password. <laughs> That's it, oh, but... We should start posting more. We should. Yeah. yeah, d- yeah Definitely follow us there. Uh, oh, there is a space station animation YouTube channel. That's place. That's the place is. to follow us. Yeah. Yep. Find us there and yeah.
1: start to see all the videos as we start making stuff coming up.
0: Yeah. Spanish I will add inside. that link down in the comments Perfect. or the, the, uh, show notes perfect so yeah thank you so much for uh, for joining us and until next time i hope we all get a little wiser. thank you for watching the directing animation live cast hosted by scott weiser audio version edited by Kira horowitz copyright scott weiser llc 2021